Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. On this broadcast, we are continuing the study of the book of Ephesians and will be in chapter 1. The focus will be on the word earnest and what that word is referring to. I tell you, it is awesome, and I'm excited to see what God has in store from His Word. So let's get started. Remember, this is a previously recorded podcast. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Um, Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on a Thursday night. It is May the 7th of 2020, and I'm I'm glad you're here and uh, back in my studio here. And also, um, we're over on Facebook Live if you're tuning in on YouTube, and also if you're on Facebook Live, we're on YouTube. So either way. Um, I also want to encourage you to check out the, uh, the podcast format. Um, if you want to just listen to the audio format of these videos, uh, you'll be able to check that out on just about any of the major platforms. You got to search for Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast, that entire thing, and it should come up uh, just about on any of the audio podcast, uh, I guess the major ones, um, Apple, uh, iHeart, uh, Podbean, there are all sorts of them. But uh, the reason why I'm, I'm pushing you towards that and not really pushing you towards it, but I, I'm just trying to promote it just a little bit, is that uh, I've been working on getting the format a little bit better, um, so a little bit better quality of the production, and I'm a little bit more professional. So make sure you go check those out and uh, like and share with your friends. I know a lot of people that drive on the road obviously don't want to be using up their data and stuff like that, so you can download those right to your smartphone or whatever your your uh, your capture device is, and then you can play these uh, uh, the audio format, so you'll be able to listen to those. Okay, all right. So if you notice by the title, we are back in Ephesians chapter one. I thought about it all last week um, after the the broadcast ended, and I was like, wow, we just didn't get to so much stuff. And then I was having a lot of conversations with people, and then um, boy, I guess it was the night before last. I, I can't remember when it was. I was talking to my dad. And, um, and, uh, we were just talking and talking and, uh, you know, like father, son kind of thing. And we got on the, on the, the topic of earnest and I was trying to think of a verse and then, you know, lo and behold, by coincidence, and I'm putting up the air quotes for those listening to the podcast version. Um, I don't believe in coincidence. Uh, so some, uh, another brother in Christ, uh, posted something on Facebook. Uh, in fact, brother Tony Ledbetter, and, uh, it reminded me of another verse and we're going to get to that tonight. So, I'm, I'm really thankful uh, that you're here. Um, I, I'm excited to get back into Ephesians chapter 1. Um, uh, last little bit of announcements, and we'll get started right away. Um, so 
you want to reach me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Uh, you can always reach me there. And I always put that out because it's like, look, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, please uh, write to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Okay. All right. Um, what I would like to do, and let me just check everything here as I always do, because sometimes I forget something, and uh, I don't think I am today. Praise the Lord. Uh, the recorder is going. It looks like I'm on YouTube. And if you're joining me on Facebook Live, hello to you. Um, I know that uh, I've been bouncing back and forth here uh, between my YouTube stream and my Facebook Live. So, I see you, Sister Debbie French, and a lot of other people are starting to join that Facebook um, platform. Uh, there's quite a few people that like to catch those Facebook Live over there now, starting to get that up. So please share with all your friends and uh, help get the uh, the message out. And uh, I'm over here now on YouTube, and I see that my dad, hello, Papa, uh, is over here on YouTube as of right now. Uh, Sister Lizzie, of course, thank you for uh, being here again, Sister Lizzie, and Andrew Burns. Brother Andrew, um, he says, I'm here for one finally. And yes, brother, good to see you. Uh, we had a conversation, well, not really a conversation, but uh, I, I posted like a, a, I guess, a promotional video. It wasn't. It was just a, like, hey, this is an announcement. This is what I'm going to be talking about. And it was on the my Instagram account, which I follow Brother Burns there in his photography. And uh, my wife is interested in photography and everything like that. By the way, brother, she all praise and honor and glory to the Lord. But those are some beautiful pictures of God's creation that you take. And uh, she appreciates those very, very much. But uh, he was like, hey, I was just thinking about this the other day and talking about one spirit, um, which is amazing. It's always uh, an awesome thing to see when brothers and sisters in Christ talk about that. And also Sister Lizzie said to her and Brother Tim were sitting there having a conversation. I think they're, they purchased some land, so the earnest, as we'll get into, they were talking about that the other day. So I think it's really good. I thought about making this like a short little series like I did the Gift of God series, which, by the way, if you haven't checked out yet, go check out on the channel uh, in the previous videos um, the, uh, the study. It's a four-part study on the Gift of God. And um, I... <laughs> Boy, I, I really think that maybe I'll do that again at some point in time because, again, you know, I misspoke a couple of times and I had to go back and correct it in another video. But um, I'd like to try to get back to that. But go check those out. And um, but anyways, as I was thinking about doing this uh, topic of the earnest payment um, as a couple part series, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to re, uh, go back over uh, Ephesians one and we'll bring it up in that, in that broadcast and which is fine. And if we don't get to Ephesians two tonight, that's, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Uh, we will get to it eventually if the Lord wills. Okay. But I do see you there and uh, brother Gabriel, I see you there as well. My, uh, my brother Jacob there, brother JT, thank you for joining. And my mom is checking in, and she says she's figured out how to cast it on her TV. Well, when my parents figure out how to do something technologically, that is amazing. So, hey, mom, dad, thumbs up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, Eugene McFadden. Uh, so a young teenager uh, that I used to uh, go to church with a long time ago. 
not that long ago, uh, but the young man is on here. So hello to you, sir, and Brother Daruna. Uh, a good amount of people um, are joining us for this study, so we better get started before I just ramble on and we just sit here in fellowship and talk back and forth um, all night long. So also, um, I did this on a couple other broadcasts before, but if we have time at the end, uh, again, I, I can't follow the stream as far as questions and comments. Um, and it's really hard as well to try to remember what we were talking about if you leave like a comment or a question. Um, but if you have a comment or question, please leave it in the, in, the, in the section. Or like I said, you can always put it down in the comments below or whatever. And then you can also email me. But also, if you have a prayer request, I would love to pray uh, about that tonight as we all can pray for it at the end of the broadcast. So if you have one there, just annotate prayer request and then... Um, let us know. You don't have to be specific or anything like that because the Spirit maketh utterance as well. Above more than we can even ask or think, um, as the Bible says. So, amazing stuff. All right, let's get started. Ephesians chapter 1, before the obligatory coffee. And that's good. That is really good. And I see Brother Tony Ledbetter is over there on Facebook, so that's good to see. And Brother Jerry, I see you there, sir. And a lot of other people kind of joining in. It's good to see people over there on Facebook. It's a, it's a platform. And uh, again, like, share, subscribe. Please get it out there. Anyway, so let's get started in the King James Bible. Let's open it up to uh, God's perfectly preserved, inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God. The King James Bible the uh, perfect word of God for the English-speaking people. And we'll start in verse 1, and we'll read down until we get to where we're wanting to start the study tonight, okay? So read along with me. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations, for foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Boy, isn't it good to be accepted? If you're not accepted, there's nothing you can do to get to Christ on your own. Your righteousness won't, won't, won't cut it. But because of what he did, we are now accepted. That's amazing. We don't stand before God one day in our own righteousness. We stand in his, his imputed righteousness. In whom, and we talked about this last week, um, in the last broadcast, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Amen for that. According to the riches of his grace. Were it not for grace. Remember grace, as we talked about so many times in Galatians. Wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Abounded is just more than even, even that we even need. More than necessary. Uh, which his blood was. More. Um, well, let's see what I leave off here. 
uh, verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And remember, we talked about this as you know, being a, a good verse to be talking about the pre-Daniel 70th week catching away of his bride, okay, pre-time of Jacob's trouble, because of the fullness of times, and that's, we talked about the dead in Christ and those that are alive and remain. And it's very interesting when it says both which are in heaven and which are on earth. Um, again, there's uh, some things that we could talk about here, but let's keep moving on. In verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Now it doesn't stop here, there's a comma. So remember in your, know, your grade school grammar, I mean, <laughs> trying to break down these sentences, okay? We're about ready to see the, um, you know, we see the, the personal pronoun here, the Holy Spirit of promise. We know that. Which is, now we're going to see when it says which is, it's still speaking about that noun, okay? Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Now, let's stop there. We've reached that point here in verse 14 that I wanted to talk about tonight and, a little, and just really kind of focus in. Very, I don't want to get too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to get too detailed, okay? It doesn't need to be some sort of deep theological study by any means. The, the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of God's word when you just read it for what it says is awesome. You don't have to you know, expound upon it with great oratory. You know, what is that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2? You know, I didn't come in excellency of speech. I think I just butchered the word oratory, or I don't even know what I just said <laughs> just now. It just it, it didn't come out very well. So anyways, but the whole point is, is that I'm not coming in excellency of speech. What we need is right here. You know, as finite beings, as, as humans, as those that are in a fallen state, once we come to Christ, we still have our human condition. We still have this flesh. But what's really awesome, and I think, um, I think it might have been Sister Lizzie or it might have been Brother Andrew, uh, whoever was, it was talking about this in the text, was saying that, you know, it's amazing how God uses terms that we can understand. And then we can understand this. I mean, if you, I mean, I'm 38. I'm 38 years old. Um, I've purchased a house before, which by the way, well, that's a really long story and I don't even want to talk about it right now because <laughs> we'll be here for a while, but, um, I've purchased a, a house before and we know about the earnest money that you put down. Like if you go to say, look, I have full intention of making a contract. I'm signing this contract that I'm going to purchase this house or any other thing that you would sign a contract in order to purchase. There could be possibly earnest money. We understand these things. But when we see here that you believe you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, it's very specific. You were sealed, okay, by, it says you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, okay, got it, 
which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Now, what's really amazing about the the term earnest, and I'm going to pull it up here in a second, but what's really amazing about that is that we, when we think of earnest money and we put it down, and I mentioned this in, uh, in my uh, announcement video, you are fully intent on purchasing that thing. However, things happen, right, in this life. You can literally say, I'm going to walk away from this contract before I sign on the final dotted line. I'm going to walk away. But answer the question in your own mind, what happens to the earnest money that you just put down? Do you get it back? No, you don't. You lose it. It's gone. It goes to whoever's selling the home. Uh, okay. So if you think about that, now we're getting to the point where it's like it's very hard for me to understand how somebody can read the New Testament and still see that it, salvation is not of us. It's not of the works of righteousness we have done. It's his righteousness, so forth and so on. How we can say then, after reading through here, well, I still think that there's a way for a saved person to lose that salvation. Because we are not sealed by our works of righteousness. We're sealed by his earnest payment. Now, he cannot deny himself. He's not going to go back on his word. So if he's given this earnest, he's given the earnest money, so to speak, and I'm, again, using language that we can all understand. If he's given this earnest money to, for this purchase possession, that's Mike D'Angelo, and prayerfully, those of you who are watching out there, and if not, tonight's the night. But the point is, is that he's already put that earnest money down for this purchase possession. Well, if he goes, if, he, if we somehow we can do something to lose our salvation, He's made himself to be a liar. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So it contradicts so many scriptures here. Uh, I think this is what me and my dad were talking about, about how this is probably one of the best ways to, to really explain from God's word, just very simply, how that it's not ours to lose. It wasn't ours to begin with. He purchased us with his blood. Okay. Uh, he put the, the Holy Spirit a promise in you, which means he sealed you until the day of redemption, which we'll see later on in Ephesians. He cannot deny himself, so he's not going back on his word. If the earnest money goes into you, which is the Holy Spirit, and again, I, I'm just using terms we can understand, that's not going away. Unless somebody can explain to me when is the day of redemption. Well, the day of redemption is when our whole body, soul, and spirit, and we're going to have to talk about that. So if you would, um, let me give me a second here to make sure I, this is the first time doing this. So let me get into my studio here and pull this up. Okay, good. Now, now let's go through this a little bit here. This is the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, and I pulled up earnest. Now, as an adjective, uh, it says an ardent in the pursuit of an object eager to obtain, having a longing desire, warmly engaged or incited. Now, <laughs> you can get so much out of this, but just thinking about the earnest, he earnestly pursued us. I mean, the Holy Spirit convicts a sinner of their need of salvation. He's the one that draws. He's in the pursuit of you. And uh, just to think about that, he, he's not willing that any should perish. He's eager to obtain. 
this purchase possession. But he's not going to force you to. And we talked about that last week with uh, the whole Calvinism debate. But the point is, is that we have a free will when it comes to salvation. Every man to choose. And as you go down through here, and I need to go over here into this side here. All right, uh, earnest, serious, important, that is really intent or engaged. So we, we understand the adjective that somebody is earnest, okay? The, I mean, Paul uses the term quite a bit when he's talking about earnestly and so forth and so on. I think we even seen it, uh, no, that wasn't something I read earlier. But anyways, we get the connotation of that. But look when we come down here. Uh, okay, here's the noun, earnest. As if anybody can see that right here. I don't know if you can even see my mouse. You probably can't. Okay, um, earnest as a noun, seriousness, a reality, okay? A real event as opposed to jesting or feigned appearance. This is not a joke, okay? He's, like I said, he's not going to deny himself. If he said it, he's going to go through with it. Now, and uh, they just give some examples, but look at what the, uh, this is why I like the Webster's 1828, because it, it does have uh, the King James Bible as it's, uh, a lot of its examples in it. But it says, first fruits. That which is in advance and gives promise of something to come, just like we just talked about, the earnest payment. I'm going to say, hey, look, I'm going to sign this contract. It's going to happen. But like I said, as humans, we can walk away from that. As God, he cannot. Uh, God cannot lie. Uh, the Bible says that very explicitly. So, and gives promise of something to come. Early fruit may be an earnest to fruit to follow. So, you know, we, I thought about that too. We, now that he's saved us, now we, you know, saved us unto good works. You know, we're not, we're not supposed to be uh, sinning that grace may abound. We talked about that in Romans. God forbid, as it says, I believe in, uh, was that Romans 6, 1? Um, but the point is, is that we are, you know, we should be producing fruit. You know, he hasn't saved us that, you know, we go to heaven one day when we die and get a mansion on the hilltop, which I'm about ready to talk about here in a second. But the point is, is that it says, um, uh, earnest of fruit to follow. So that's really amazing to see. Also, there's some connotations in Revelation about the fruits, uh, the tree that produces the fruits. I don't want to get sidetracked, but again, uh, there's so much. I mean, we could talk about the Bible every single day for 100 years, and we still wouldn't even scratch the surface. We all know that, but it, boy, isn't it uh, amazing every time the truth comes out of his word. But uh, the first success in arms may be an earnest of future success. So, hey, I've had success now. Earnest means they could follow. But the Christian's peace of mind, look what it says here. The Christian's peace of mind in this life is an earnest of future peace of unhappiness. Hence, earnest or earnest money is a first payment or deposit giving promise or assurance of full payment. Hence, the practice of giving earnest to ratify a bargain. And so I just wanted to bring those up. So your mind should be right there. You should be understanding that as we start to go back to God's word here, because, you know, you know, Webster's is not infallible, of course. So let's see what God's word has to say about this. And let's see, uh, I think it's this one. Oh, all right, good. All right, so if everybody's following along so far, let's turn in our Bibles now to Romans chapter 1 and verse 8, when it gives an example of the earnest speaking of the Holy Spirit. The gift of God, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast. All right. Hold on a second. I'm hearing something in my... You guys probably can't even hear that, but every time I hit my, my desk, 
you're probably not hearing it, but I'm hearing it like something shaking in my, uh, in my ears here. But anyways, uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse 8, if you're there, uh, look what it says here. It says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Uh, am I in the right spot here? Hold on a second. Uh, that's what I have written down, so let's... Uh, I'm sorry about this. What did I see that? uh, For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit. This is going to be good either way, so let's read it. (laughs) In the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. Uh, He may be established, that is, may be comforted together. Well, it happens sometimes. I thought I wrote down the right verse, but I guess I didn't. Well, that happens. All right, let's go to the next one. My my fault there. Uh, let's go to. I'm sure somebody will bring it up in the comments that I I, I flubbed that up somehow. I I missed something. Um, but anyways, so let's go to Second Corinthians. I'm I'm really oh, I apologize about that, but let's go to Second Corinthians chapter one. Let's make sure I got the right Corinthians here this time too. So Second Corinthians chapter one. I might have just wrote down something else in my notes here, but in Second Corinthians chapter one in verse number twenty-two. Okay, good. All right, here we go. Yes, this one's right. All right, uh, let's go back to. Uh, okay, here's really good. Let's go back to verse number twenty. For all the promises of God in Him are yea and in Him, Amen, unto the glory of God by us. Basically, that's saying. All the promises of God are assured. They're going to happen. You, you, there's not even a questioning because he's not going to go back on his word. Okay? Therefore, like, hey, everybody's talking about, oh, global warming is going to cause all these massive worldwide floods, right? And, you know, well, no. God promised he would never flood the earth again. So, now, you know, there's all sorts of different things, you know, like uh, there's not going to be, there's going to be hot and there's never going to be winter. And, well, he says there's going to be seasons. God's promised a lot of things. He's not going to go back on that. So anyways, but in him are yea. So yes, it's good as good, uh, good as gold. You know, it's, it's done. Uh, more perfect than gold, in fact. Now, verse 21, now he which established you, established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and give us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. The earnest of the Spirit. The Spirit is the one that seals. He's the one that keeps you. So we see that. Now, let's go to Philippians, and then we're going to come back to 2 Corinthians. So let's go to Philippians 1, verse 20. So if you're holding your place there in Ephesians, go to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 20. All right, here we go. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but thou with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Paul had no concern whatsoever what happens here because it was his earnest expectation. Now, I use this verse, you know, obviously it's not talking about the sealed by the earnest and all this kind of stuff. But what it does talk about is what we're about to go through in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, you can turn over there right now to chapter five, Second Corinthians chapter five. Now, I was raised. I've heard, man, when my for eighteen plus years of my life, every single time 
doors were open, right? You know, the, that's the way I was raised. You know, we were in a building, okay, and somebody was preaching and teaching and so forth and so on. And I heard quite a bit of times, and we'll mention a song here in a minute, talking about a mansion um, in heaven one day when you die. And I always thought that was the neatest thing. I thought, wow, this is great, you know, saved, I get, you know, get to heaven, I get my own mansion, and this, that, and the other thing, this is going to be super amazing. Well, the problem with that now, <laughs> that now that I think about it, is that just because it's in a song doesn't make it biblical. Um, I got a mansion just over the hill, uh, what is that, hillside, in that bright land where we'll never grow old, you know. So I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver, a little silver, a little gold, you know. But I want a mansion that's silver lined and so forth and so on. When they get to heaven, it, it's 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 okay. It's a good song, so forth and so on. But it's not biblical. When we talks about when when Jesus said, "I go to prepare a place for you," we're about ready to see what that actually is talking about. Biblically. Now, I'm willing to have my mind changed biblically. If somebody can show me where we're going to be promised buildings uh, in heaven, uh, the, like that we think about as a mansion, please, you know, write to me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. However, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You know, I just think about these some of these songs, you know, just because... You know, they're not necessarily bad songs. doesn't make them, like, doctrinally correct. But, uh, you know, we need to make sure we filter it through God's Word here. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let's start in verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. Now, I'm in a house right now. This is a uh, my studio, though, inside of a house that I'm renting. Um, I, I know what a house is, but that's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about an earthly house being a structure. It's talking about our body. How do we know? Here we go. We have a building of God, a house and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Hmm. Okay, we're still looking good for the mansion on the hillside. Let's see. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring, there's earnestly there, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Okay, it's starting to get a little bit here. So if so... If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Okay. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, hmm. being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up in life. Now we're starting to figure out this is not talking about a brick and mortar structure of a house. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God. Who also hath given us, given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Oh, so it's talking about our bodies in context. Yes, keep reading. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, where I, you know, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am there you may be also. Absent from the body, be present with the Lord. Remember we read that in 1 John where it talks about we shall see him as he is. All right, go back to creation. 
So go back to creation and how God created man and woman in his image. Male and female created he them, gave them a body, a soul, a spirit, made after the likeness, the image of God. That's why we teach the separate nature of God, three distinct uh, members, but one being. I have three distinct members, but I'm only one being because I'm made in the image of God. Therefore, 1 John 5, 7 and different things like that, we know that that to be true. There are three. These three are one. Simple. Biblical. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can separate and be everywhere at the same time. I can't, I can't wrap my brain around omnipresence, just like I can't wrap my brain around eternity past. Okay? I just can't do it. I take it by faith. But the point is, is that we are created one way. Um, I love Brother Jacob. I mean, I've been talking a little bit, and I think he's still on here, but he's, you know, writing a book now. And one of the things he's first concentrating on, he said, was about what is man, who is man, what, you know, all those different things. So I'm not going to steal a lot of his thunder here, but uh, it's be looking forward to that book. But uh, reading in God's word in just simplicity that we know that we are created in the image of God, body, soul, and spirit. Man chose to sin and fell. He died that day. Spirit died. Okay, we've talked about this before. Now, in 1 Corinthians 2, it talks about the natural man cannot discern things because he's spiritually dead in spirit. He's physically alive, although we know because of the sin nature he is dying. My point is, is that our possession, the earth, or his possession, his purchase possession is us. Now, when we die, if I'm wrong, Okay, and we get some sort of mansion. Hey, great. Uh, however, we, which uh, the the temple which we are, you know, that he's talking about his body. We are the you know the body of Christ and all these different things we've been talking about. So, with that in mind, there is our promised inheritance to rule and reign with Christ for all eternity in a glorified body. We have no idea what. Adam and Eve looked like at the beginning, or what they could do. They were created perfect. Remember that. <laughs> and people lived 900 and some odd years in a fallen state. Well, we're going to live for all eternity in a glorified body, our whole body, soul, and spirit, as it says in Thessalonians. We're going to be redeemed one day. There's the purchase possession. That's when he gathers his purchase possession. He's given us the spirit, the earnest payment already. It's as good as good. It, good as gold. I don't know any other way to say it. It's finished. Just like he cried. It is finished. It's accomplished. It's done. You know, there's a lot of religions in the world that talk about doing. We got to do this. We got to do this. It's done. In Christ, it's complete. That's why when we think about the study we did on Hebrews, how amazing it is to think about that we are now all priests and kings, and Christ. Because he, as a high priest, went in once into that Holy of Holies, and he took that, uh, that veil, as it speaks about in Hebrews, and ripped it. Just like that veil ripped in the temple when Jesus died from top to bottom, we now have access through Jesus Christ. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what else will. 
But uh, just like the commercials that say, but wait, there's more. <laughs> it's just, I don't want to make light of it, but I'm just so excited to think about it because it's not just saved us, but he's sealed us with that Holy Spirit of promise and given us the teacher. And he's given it the fact that I can be talking about something, I can be studying about something, and a brother in Christ that lives who knows how far away from it is studying the same thing and coming to the same knowledge and truth because it's his word given by the Spirit. That is just incredible. But wait, there's more. He has also promised that one day our, our flesh that groans, mine does more and more as the days pass, it groans not just physically, but also we know the Spirit groans within us. But the point is, is that just our body is just run down. It's tired. We die. There's death. It's all around us. That's all people talk about, seems like, right now, which is good. Tell them, hey, you know, if you're born twice, you'd only have to die once. Maybe. <laughs> if we're caught up out of here, we don't even have to die. You know, the promises of God are just uh, just incredible. I can't think of a better, I can't think of any adjectives worthy enough to even describe it. That's why we're going to be praising him for all of eternity. And uh, just with that in mind, that earnest payment that's been put down, can't lose it. But not just that, there's so much more to that. He's promised you, he's predestinated you, Christian. Now, when you die or caught up, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, you will be changed. Changed. This corruption, this flesh that struggles, that, that goes through life, and we, we struggle with sin and, you know, the, the, the problems of our physical nature. I'm thinking of my mom right now and different people out there that struggle with different physical things because of the sin nature in the world will one day all be gone. And we're going to read about that to finish up Ephesians 1. So as we talked about all that stuff, it's just incredible. I, I love talking about that. But just think about the earnest money. Jesus Christ died on the cross. God in flesh died, was buried three days and three nights, as the Scripture said, for our sins. He took them away. Okay, Things that we could not do. Remember in Galatians, the schoolmaster drives us. That law tells us we cannot keep the command. He did. Buried, rose again, victorious over death. The first fruits, the Bible says. Remember what we talked about in the, uh, in the definition when we brought that up? The first fruits, the Bible calls it. So that the earnest, there's going to be more fruit to follow. That's his body. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh because his spirit indwells you, Christian. So start having the mind of Christ because the mind of Christ is the spirit. How, much, how many times do we not have the mind of Christ? We want to have our own mind on things. Michael. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So that's, let that be an encouragement, an admonishment, an exhortation edification, whatever it is for you. Um, it's about all those stuff to me right now. It's just crushing me. Um, but the point is, just think about that earnest money, that earnest payment, the Holy Spirit of promise, wherein you're sealed 
that Holy Spirit, you know, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption, the day of redemption is that. And that's why we talk about that, of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. That won't be for long. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. I think back to Psalms 138 and verse 2. What's magnified even above his name? It's his word. He's made a promise. He's not going back. That's magnified even above his name. And look how high his name is. Far above principalities, all principalities, and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Amen for that. And hath put all things under his feet. That's Psalms 110, verse 1. Uh, we got time. Let's turn back there. Just let's go back to the book of Psalms. Let's see when this is. Psalms 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And we've talked about that numerous times. Well, what is the enemy, the final enemy? That's death and hell. It says in Revelation that the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And then he's on the throne. Makes the entirety of the earth his footstool because the new Jerusalem lights the new earth. Essentially, the earth is his footstool. And I've put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, called out assembly, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. All in all. Yeah, so we'll get to Ephesians chapter 2. I hope that encouraged you. Um, if I said something amiss, if I misspoke or something like that, please let me know in the comments below or so, so forth and so on. I want to make sure I correct that, but um, yeah. No mansion on the hilltop. I hate to uh, be the bearer of bad news, but as far as uh, what I've been able to read in the Bible and study, that um, that mansion is your body. <laughs> Redeemed a perfect glorified body that we're just going to praise and honor and glorify him for all eternity. It really concerns me when a lot of people talk about their, uh, well, this is my reward and so forth and so on, because it says anything that we even have that's good, that gold, silver, or precious stones, it's because of it was done in the spirit. Those are the good fruits. The wood, hay, and stubble gets burned away. Uh, what do we do with all that stuff? Do we keep it like in our mansion? They hoard it away for all of eternity. Like, yeah, look at all these rubies and precious stones and gold and silver I got. No, we cast it back at his feet. Because worthy is the lamb that was slain. That's the only way you spend eternity not burning. 
you know, I love you out there. And if you're watching this and um, people that I know that are without Christ that have not made that uh, decision, they know when the Spirit, they can, they know when the Holy Spirit is convicting them, when they're hearing God's word here. But you were born a sinner. You needed to be redeemed. God did that. He humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, and died because a blood sacrifice was needed. So, I love you out there, and if you have not come to that decision, please write to me, call me if you have my number. I would love to talk to you. I would love to talk to you tonight. So, all right. That's uh, that's it for the study, unless there's other questions or comments and stuff. I'm about to go check that out. So let's turn the microphone, and let's look here. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's check out uh, Facebook first. Sometimes everybody's pretty silent over on Facebook, so. Uh, yep, no prayer request. Um, Sister Debbie, if you're still on here on Facebook, um, I'd like to see, uh, ask how uh, Mike is doing, but, um, we'll be praying for, we, I always pray for, uh, Mike there, sister Debbie. So, uh, okay. Dan Carr on here. Good to see you, brother. All right. So, um, I don't know who all is still on there, but if you have any prayer requests or comments, concerns, questions, or whatever, uh, you can probably place those now and I'd be able to see them pretty quickly. All right, let's go over here. <laughs> uh, yep. So there's a few different things in here. There's a lot of retracted stuff here. I don't know what happened there, but yes, Sister Lizzie, it was you uh, made a comment. I think talking about the Lord using the things of this world to help us understand spiritual things. That's exactly right. Were you speaking, uh, Brother Burns here, were you speaking of Romans 8, 19 instead of Romans 1, 8? I've been known to be a little bit dyslexic a little bit every once in a while, so let's see if I did that. Let's go to Romans 8, verse 19. That's probably what I wrote down incorrectly. Let's see. <laughs> that That is it, brother. Thank you so much for that. Um I should have remembered that, too, because Romans 8 speaks about Abba, Father. That's the Spirit itself, beareth witness, verse number 16. This is Romans 8. Thank you, Brother Burns. Um, the Spirit itself, in verse 16, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Man, that's so amazing. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Your faith in what he did on the, on the cross, we do suffer with him. He took the payment. Okay, now we will suffer persecution in this life. Those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I mean, it's just the way it is. But uh, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. (laughs) Man, that's so amazing. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Yes, thank you, Brother Burns. That's exactly where I was going. I appreciate that. All right, Brother Duruna, hello. Uh, he brings up a point here. Uh, I haven't, 
I want to bring that out at some point. I think I might have even said that at, at some point in time. Yeah, he, he's making a comment here about uh, the Bible says, seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's like, it's a present tense. Um, and so essentially we are seated already in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And a lot of, some people talk about that as our soul is already there. Um, because when Paul died, he was absent from the body, but his spirit met back up with his soul, and he, he saw things, but his body was still laying there on the ground. And, it's, and it's, there's a lot of interesting things about that, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll reach that at some other time there, Brother Druna. <laughs> Sister Lizzie says, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Call 1-800-JESUS-CHRIST, available 24-7. Yep, twenty four hours a day, seven day days a week, for a limited time only. That's that's exactly right. I mean, because we time is short. We, there's not much time left, so get it settled tonight. Uh. Okay. Okay, now we're getting down to some prayer requests. That's uh, okay. Amen and amen. There's a lot of amen. Okay, there's a prayer request. Um, Brother Burns says, uh, just take my name to the Lord and he'll know what it's about. Okay. So, uh, Brother Andrew. Okay, yeah, this is a sad one. Uh, pray for the Lashur family. Um, my mom wrote down here. Um, yeah, uh, Morris Lashur. I don't know if you'll ever see this, but uh, he was he taught uh, school with my mom uh, many, many, many years ago, and uh, his twenty-five-year-old daughter died in a fire early this morning at her apartment. So, I'll be praying for the Lashur family. Uh, I'll reach that question here in a second. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. When the blessed hope happens, does our soul and body become one? I'll have to think about that, but um, interesting. But uh, we'll, we'll go in here with some prayer requests. Uh, let's see here. How are we doing on time? We got about 10 minutes. Good. We got plenty of time. All right. So, uh, Brother Burns there, Brother Andrew. I love that, Brother Andrew. You know, just take it to the Lord. Take my name. And he knows exactly what it's about. And that's, that's so true. Um, amen and amen. Amen and amen. And uh, the LaSure family. Um, I don't know if you want to answer this or not, Mom, but uh, do we have any idea of her uh, her spiritual condition? Um, I mean, that's an, uh, I mean, it's too late now, but um, you don't have to answer. Don't, in fact, don't answer that on here. Uh, just text me. 
later on. All right, I'm going to check one more time with uh, Facebook. Brother Tony uh, says to pray for Kim's health. So his wife, uh, Brother Tony's wife, uh, Kim Ledbetter, uh, yeah, you don't have to even mention what, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's a, it's a disease that she's, it's a chronic disease that she deals with. And uh, so we don't need to get specific on that. Just uh, take it to the Lord in prayer. Pray for God's will. Remember, as we uh, are about to go to prayer here, uh, remember that prayer is not asking for the desires of our heart. You know, if if it's is His will, those things will be done because His will. Um, but the 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 whole point of prayer is the surrendering of ourselves, where it's humbling ourselves to understand that not our will, but Thine. It prayer is surrender. There's a there's a book you know written by a pretty famous Christian. Um, then talks about prayer is asking. Uh, you know they used to bring him prayer requests and say, hey, if this individual here, he's long dead and gone, so I'm not even going to talk about who it is. I'm sure people know who it is. Um, they they would take him a prayer request and it's like, if this guy, if he prays for it, it's going to happen. It's kind of like, you know, this guy's got the personal line to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if you have the Spirit of Christ in you that cries, Abba, Father, so do you. You have access. We don't have to go through a priest anymore. We don't have to go to the high priest. We go ourselves. We have access. Christian, please, the admonishment that I'm going to give you is understand who you are in Christ. It's not about uh, changing somebody's life, you know, like, well, if you get this fixed and you get this fixed and you get this fixed, you'll be a good Christian. It's them recognizing they have the Spirit of Christ and then the Spirit works in them and then they'll be who He wants them to be if they surrender their will to His. So prayer is surrender. Prayer is not asking. Prayer is surrender. Just like we talked about before. The moment of salvation, that godly sorrow is the surrendering of their will. Finally, it's the brokenness where they cry out, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. They understand who they are, and they know who to talk to about their problem. As we talked about here, this uh, the 24-hour, seven days a week uh, hotline, so to speak. But it's the surrender. It's that moment, at that very moment. Surrendering your will. It's the moment of salvation, wherein you're, then you're sealed after ye believed, as we read already. So, okay. Uh, there's some other comments here. But the last thing here, Philippians 4, 9, but, but my God, Sister Lizzie here has in uh, parentheses here, banker shall supply all your need. Check according to his riches, collateral, in glory, location, by Christ Jesus, signature. <laughs> and she thinks that's from a uh, Hoffman sermon. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Sister Lizzie, for that. All right. Um, so if there's no other uh, prayer request, as we wrap up here, uh, join me again next week um, as we come into the broadcast. We'll be in Ephesians chapter 2. I think, unless we go back to Ephesians 1. Boy, we can just keep going back and back. There's so much there, but uh, I think we'll be in Ephesians 2 for next week, next Thursday night at uh, 
10 Eastern, 9 Central. I have to, I'm still getting used to saying that now that I'm in a different time zone. But uh, would you, uh, with me please, as uh, we close out the broadcast tonight, let's, uh, let's pray for these prayer requests and that uh, everybody involved would be surrendered to his will. No matter what the outcome is, and there's such peace in knowing that, that he's got the best for you. He's got the best in mind. And the worst thing that happens in our life, if that's death, Paul says he doesn't fear that because he's earnestly expecting because of that earnest payment that was made. Hmm. Good stuff. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for a... Uh, just an awesome night. Lord, thank you for the study of your word. Lord, thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for preserving it. Lord, we, I'm thankful for these folks that have taken the, the, the time, the, uh, the hour out of their day, their busy schedules, and wanted to study along with me here in the word of God. Lord, if I said anything that uh, was amiss or was spoken incorrectly, Lord, I just ask that you... Uh, would have one of these brothers or sisters in Christ even just to say, uh, did you mean this or did you mean to say this? And Lord, I just ask that they would do that. Um, Lord, we, we don't want to say anything of ourselves, only what you would have. So Lord, uh, I'm just thankful. I'm so thankful for these, these, uh, these people that have um, tuned in uh, to this broadcast. Lord, it's just amazing to me that all the different backgrounds and stories and places in this world, but at the same time, Lord, in Christ. We have one spirit, and we are family. We are the sons of God. And, uh, Lord, it's just an incredible thought that even if we don't see each other in this world ever face-to-face, we know that one day, because of what you did, because, of Lord, the fact that you died, you were buried and you rose again victorious over death. But then, Lord, you, you said... It was better that you did go away because you said, when I go, just paraphrasing, of course, Lord, but you said that I will come to you, that comforter, the earnest payment. Lord, thank you so much for that. Lord, we're so thankful. There's not even an adequate term to use about how great that is, where you humbled yourself. You didn't have to, Lord, but you did. You loved us. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. And so, Lord, we're so thankful for that, that you just didn't leave us here. You sent yourself. You sent your spirit into our hearts, where now we're weak and cry, Abba, Father. So, Lord, we're saying, Abba, there's some people that have mentioned some things tonight that are that are hurting in this in this life, and Lord, I I'm, I know these people to a certain degree. I know they know this is only temporary. But Lord, if it be Your will, yeah, our brother Andrew, Lord, he's asked for us to mention his name, and that You know what the situation is there. So Lord, we just ask that His will would be bent towards Yours. Lord, humble him. Lord, help him to realize that his surrendering of his will is the best. So that's what we're praying for in this matter. Lord, we 
heard uh, today and I heard today and just seeing on social media that uh, Brother Morris's daughter um, died today in a, in a fire in her apartment. And I know that family is grieving and it's hurting. Uh, Lord, we just ask that, uh, Lord, we just pray. That we, Lord, I, I just pray that she was saved. And, and Lord, uh, as this has happened, this tragedy as the world would call it, if she was saved, Lord, I know that she, was, she wants people to be where she's at one day. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would uh, use this for everybody to notice that it doesn't matter that a 25, 35, 15, it doesn't matter when, it is appointed unto man once to die, as your word says. Lord, just use this and uh, give comfort where comfort is needed. Lord, we just ask that uh, Brother Morris's uh, will will be surrendered to yours as well. Lord, we're thankful for Brother Tony Ledbetter and his wife Kim. Lord, we're thankful for their their dedication over all these years to just preach the word to the Creole-speaking Haitians. And Lord, as they've been down there, and now as they're in other places, Lord, Sister Kim does deal with these health issues, and Brother Tony has asked for a prayer in that. Lord, just give her comfort. And um, Lord, as you have promised us so many times that uh, you would give comfort even in our time of need. And so, Lord, we just ask for Sister Kim that um, if she is experiencing some sort of pain, that you would alleviate that. Lord, we just ask that her will be surrendered to yours as well. Lord, help us all to be surrendered to your will. Lord, we have the mind of Christ. We have the Spirit. Lord, let this mind be in us. Lord, remove us. Break us every day. Help us to die daily, every moment of every day. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And for his sake, amen and amen. All right, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I, I, again, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed talking about the earnest and um, I'm thankful we got to that. So, again, join me next Thursday night, Lord willing, and we'll be in Ephesians 2, which is incredible as well. The whole Word of God is incredible. Uh, I, I'm running out of adjectives to use. But uh, I earnestly expect you to be here next week, if you can. All right. Uh, tell all your friends about it. Like, share, subscribe, all that, uh, all that kind of good stuff. But, um, you know, just get the Word out. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Be good ambassadors. Remember, Christian, you have the mind of Christ, so let this mind be in you. And love you in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great night.